Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Everybody, Tom Miller here from Leaders Building Leaders. Really excited to just share some of my uh, just you know thoughts you know through this week. Um, you know, challenging, challenging times for educators across the globe. Uh, we've got leaders that are trying to figure out how to how to end the year well, right, and, and just turn right around. And I'm I'm actually um, working in two uh, charter schools here in uh, North Carolina at a very, very high level, the heads of both schools, um, both going through um, that growth pain, that growth pain. And so what I want to do is I want to spend some time with you tonight talking specifically about um, what I believe is, is the most important, the most important um, uh, uh, principle that you can live by, right? A topic that has changed my life, and which is why I'm so extremely passionate about it. <laughs> and maybe many of you are tired of hearing about it. I don't know. I hope not. I hope, I hope you enjoy. If you get our daily email or, um, or you're you know, part of our groups and are, you know, subscribers. It's 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 that topic of personal growth. You know, personal growth. I mean, each one of us is unique, right? If you're listening to this live or on the archives, maybe ever, you know, raise your hand and say. I am unique, right? And and so, but if I asked you the same question, how many of you believed you've reached your full potential? I would hope that nobody raised their hands. Because there is no cap on your capacity. You see, in the world of education, we sometimes forget that there is no finish line. Yes, there might be a test at the end of the the quarter or the semester or the end of the year, but that doesn't define who we are and what our potential for long-term growth is. So we all have room to grow, okay? We all have room to grow. I know I have room to grow every day. Every day I work, you know, to grow. And so if you want to become a better person tomorrow that you are today, the only guarantee to do that is to grow, right? Is to work to grow. It's the only way, right? Being intentional about your growth. So um, I'm going to take, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, uh, you know, during here just to share, you know, with you. And obviously I can't cover everything in personal growth and in uh, 30 minutes, I'm going to share two uh, specific laws that uh, John Maxwell teaches from his book, The 15 Laws of Invaluable Growth. And and if you want to continue on a growth you know, journey, there's lots of opportunities. You can go to our website at lbleaders.com. Reach out to me at tom at lbleaders.com, and I'd be happy to put you on a, a personal plan you know, for growth. 
Um, if you Google search the uh, personal growth, if you Google search personal growth, the phrase personal growth, you're going to have over 44 million, 44 million entries on personal growth, right? So I want to be clear with you from the very start. I can't cover everything in 30 minutes, 44 million. Um, but I think it's just great to start with who I believe is is the guru of, you know, uh, personal growth, right? Uh, John Maxwell, who's, again, written over, um, sold over a, a hundred million books, or I'm sorry, 26 million uh, copies, of, you know, over a hundred books. And that one particular book I was mentioning, The 15 Laws of Growth, it's just a great, um, it's a great book on growth and uh, would highly, highly recommend it um, for your library if you don't have a personal growth library. So, Let's let's start with the first law that I want to talk about. It's the law of pain. The law of pain. And we're also going to talk about the law of the rubber band. Two huge aspects uh, to your personal growth. Because the law of pain shares that, that we're all going to experience growing pains. And life lessons required some sort of pain management. And how we handle these painful moments affect our growth. And in the law of the rubber band, in order for you to grow to your full potential, you have to stretch beyond, you know, your current comfort zone. You know, stretching is going to grow your athletic muscles and it's going to grow your personal growth muscles. Okay? So if you're ready and you're, you know, seated or you're listening or you're taking a walk, just, you know, remember, it's not always the words I say. It's the thoughts that resonate in your head. And when you get a thought or an idea, you have to capture that, right? So get you know, prepared to really capture some, some ideas and thoughts, right? So let's, so let's talk about the law of uh, pain. So the law of pain says that good management of bad experiences leads to great growth and is necessary to grow. Now, this law is a tough pill to swallow because pain is something that we tend to naturally avoid, right? But this law is about teaching you and I how to turn our bad experiences into steps that lead to our success. Now, we all have them, and let me guess, nobody likes them, right? Nobody, nobody likes it. Like, seriously, raise your hand, right? Raise your hand where you're at if you love bad experiences. Now, if you're driving, please don't raise your hands. Keep driving. Uh, raise your hand if you love bad experiences. <laughs> I mean, nobody enjoys bad experiences, okay? Now, if you, Raise your hands if you if you like bad experiences. Big difference, right, between love and like. But no one likes them. No one loves them. Now how about if you kind of sort of wouldn't mind a bad experience? Anybody out there? <laughs> Maybe a glutton for punishment who just is really attracted to the pain, right? There are some people out there who are just attracted to the pain for sure. So in, in this... In this uh, chapter on Law of the Pain, John Maxwell quotes uh, John McDonald, and he says that every problem introduces a person to himself. I'm going to say that again because I want you to capture that. Every problem introduces a person to himself. Now, the bottom line is that this law is that everyone has bad experiences. You can't avoid them. Some of us run from them. Some of us do you know, you know, whatever we can just to just to deal with them, others embrace them, no matter what, you cannot avoid, you cannot avoid problems. 
Now, the last in that group, those who embrace are the people, the leaders who choose to learn from difficult and very challenging experiences. Now, you know, I remember one of the, you know, one of the first times that I spoke professionally and one of the times that actually, you know, getting um, uh, paid to speak, right? It wasn't a free event. I had planned out everything. I had all my materials, all my training content and everything to go. And, and I had that uh, practiced and, and, you know, my a teammate and I, you know, we had a plan. Um, and I got up there and I got up there and, you know, in front of the school and whole staff and then just kind of nothing came out. <laughs> I started to tell a story and just went completely blank. And I could tell that the, you know, that the teachers in the audience, I mean, a lot of you are, uh, you know, a teacher's listening to this, right? I mean, the last thing that you ever want is, is someone coming in from the outside to tell you what you think you, you know, what they think you uh, should do. You're right. You know, I got enough, you know, I don't have enough time to get my classroom ready to do all these pieces. And here's, here's this, you know, guy uh, coming in um, to uh, share that. So I could tell, right, just started, you just started to see the wiggles. It was really, really painful situation uh, to be in as I was just trying to, you know, um, I don't know, you know, figure out what the next steps are, right? Starting to, you know, kind of tremble. And I already have a stutter and a stammer, so it was, you know, bad enough, right? Now, fortunately, um, I had just, you know, happened to look down at my notes and, you know, boom, everything came right back to me and I was able to get, you know, on point and with the story and, 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 uh, you know, really, really finished. But, you know, from that point on, I realized, oh my gosh, like I cannot just, you know, I'm not good enough, right? If I thought that I practiced enough, I have to practice a hundred times more and I have to be more uh, prepared, you know, however it is. And we've all had bad experience. I mean, that was a, 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 you know, a real, like, I just had quit my job right, to be this professional speaker, and I couldn't even <laughs> get the first story out, uh, you know, during my first ever event. I mean, how, like, embarrassing. I was rated, I was, you know, listening, you know, all the gremlins in my mind were saying, you know, go back to that, you know, cushy job that you had before, Tom, right? But again, we've all had bad experiences, and we've all had, you know, lives of ups and downs. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a very, very minor ups and downs. But the problem is that most of us just want ups and ups, right? We do everything in our power to avoid any bad situations. Yet they're always going to find us. It's hard taking it one day at a time when you feel like the day just attacked you all at once. And again, being a former principal, that happened many times, right? I mean, you know, anytime as a principal, you just feel like, you know, the world's against you. Who's next? <laughs> who's, who's my problem today? And it's true. Again, no one likes bad experiences. And I'm sure nobody raised their hand when I asked that question. But if you learn to manage your bad experiences well, then you're going to get something out of them. Plus, you're going to have all those great war stories, you know, to tell on the back end. And so, so many people take the should have, would have, or could have path when dealing with bad experiences, right? Now we say never, never shoot on anybody, right? You shouldn't be shooting on anybody. I, I really try to never ever use that word. Now, you know, consider some of the, some of the types of pain that we might face, right? There's, there's the pain of incompetence, right? I should have seen that coming, right? I, I have to catch myself a lot. What if I do is, oh, you dummy Tom Miller and idiot, right? You know, with the pain of financial loss, if I could, 
only get that time back, right? My uh, father-in-law's, you know, constant about that. You know, if I could have, you know, gosh, I, you know, had a chance to, to, you know, buy a property down there. I had, you know, had a chance to, to like invest in that, right? I mean, there's always these, you know, things. I was just actually with the charter school board the other night and they, they you know, during the retreat, one of the particular board members just, you know, bringing up all the things that they didn't do and make a decision. And I finally just had to say, but you didn't. So let's stop talking about it, right? That financial loss. Maybe, you know, maybe the pain of being number one, you know, gosh, you know, like, you know, this person, well, I would be at the top if it wasn't for, right? Or if I didn't have that happen in my life, or if that, you know, person didn't get in my way, or if I didn't have to care for my family, I mean, whatever it is, or the pain of change, right? You know, they don't know what they're doing. They, you know, I should have just, you know, listened uh, to me. Uh, you know, I mean, every principal's fought that pain of change when they're trying to get their, you know, trying to influence and move and leverage, you know, their staff. But you just have those naysayers, those naysayers in the back. We know that very few people, quite honestly, can take positive experiences from bad experiences. Many people become bitter from having bad experiences over and over. Few people become better. Many people become bitter, but few people become better. So I want to help you find a couple ways and how to become better through bad experiences, right? So the first is to live it, to live the bad experiences. What I've just shared with you, a few, a few of the examples, what you know, John calls the pain files, right? The pain of incompetence, the pain of not being number one, and so on. But just because we had these pains in our, you know, in our Rolodex and our files doesn't mean that we ignore them. We keep these files so we can remember and grow from those experiences as these, to look back on, to refer to, right? As if you've been part of my dealing with difficult people, it's like, it's about shoving the, shoveling the pile when it's small, right? When you have those files and you can be like, oh, I've been here before and you know, right? You're listening to your intuition and you're, and you're remembering that so you can take that next step, right? We need to turn our pain into a gain. And we do this by choosing a positive life stance. And by this, I mean that we need to look for positive lessons in every single experience. There's always something positive, but you may not see it at the very time of the experience. But when you live your life with a positive life stance, and this is a choice. <laughs> you know, if you wanna have a good day, that starts with the choice that you make as soon as you wake up, right? You live your life with a positive life stance and you find that the good will become better and the bad will not be as bad as it ever seemed to be. I just asked, you know, somebody called me kind of in the middle, you know, middle of the day. They were having a, a bad situation at their school and they didn't get the promotion they were looking for. And, and you know, they were just really, really struggling through the pain. And I just asked him, well, what do you, you know, what do you want to get out of this? You know, what do you want to do? And then we talked through some options. I said, well, if you tried that, what's the worst that would happen, right? It's never as bad as it seems it's going to be. It's never as bad. Don't sweat the small stuff. And everything is small, right? The only thing that wouldn't be small are life and death situations. So one way to embrace this positivity, right, is to, you know, develop your creativity. Develop your creativity. Um, life begins at the end of your comfort zone, right? I mean, that's where it starts. 
And so use the gift of a bad experience to open your mind and challenge yourself to use your own brilliant creativity. Maybe some of you are part of our Change Your World book study that we're doing right now. And, and so, you know, a lot of people share during that first uh, book study session that they have always wanted, they've always wanted to like do something bigger and make a greater impact. And the reason why they didn't was mainly because they were just afraid of the failure, right? They asked themselves, well, how could I really make a difference? I don't know how to do it. Right? But the answer is creativity and looking for the opportunity in the problem. If you want to advance in life, be able to solve problems for people. I mean, think about it. Anybody who's been able to advance professionally doesn't see problems as problems, doesn't see pain as pain. They see it as opportunity, right? So embracing that value, right? Embrace the value of your bad experiences. You have a choice. You can look at your bad life experiences and be set back you know, buy them, or you can learn from them. Some of you know my story. I mean, from, from the ages of 19 to 29, I gambled every single day that I had money. There's some days I didn't have money. Whether it was $5 or $5,000, I had money on something, some sporting event, something. I mean, I only made $25,000 a year as a, as a teacher, and I was losing thousands a week. I look back on how creative I used to be in getting money to be able to pay my gambling debts. And I utilize that as a consultant. Now, you see a lot of people see like this interwoven set of, you know, problems and they're like, oh my God, this is awful. This is so messy. And I say, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is really exciting. Let's figure this out because everything is figure outable. I mean, they're making, they're using 3D printers to print esophaguses, everybody, to help, you know, people leave, you know, live and breathe. I mean, you know, folks have, you know, uh, body parts that are made from a printer and they're, and they're, and they're thriving. And they're thriving. So, you know, it's been said in life that there's winners and there's losers, but, you know, aside of the final score of a sporting event, right? I would say for leaders, there are winners and there are learners. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, right? You never lose if you're a true leader. Now, one of the biggest pushes that we get going forward from bad experience is making good changes, right? Making the effective changes after learning from the bad experiences. You know, a bend of, like a bend in the road is not an end of the road unless, unless you, you know, forget to make the turn. But what happens to us is rarely at the end of the road. However, many of us focus only on what has happened to us, right? Rather than, than our thoughts and actions that can just lead us to a better result. They have a woe is me mentality. Who's wrong with me mentality? Uh, you know, I used to have a friend and, you know, kind of pardon my friend. She always used to say FML, right? FML, FML. Now, many of you may know what that is, right? I had to ask what it was because I didn't understand. 
but it was just, just like constant, like everything that, it, yeah, oh, it's only happening to you, right? You're the only person who has, you know, problems. Or, or that person like blatantly tried to mess your day up, right? <laughs> like if you're driving in traffic and somebody cuts you off and you're, ah, you come into work all fired up, guess who's not fired up? The person who has no idea that they cut you off, except you're acting and you're taking it out on everybody else. So the next time you're faced with a bad experience, remind yourself that you're on the cusp of change. When things are hard, when you, when you feel that pain, right? Many of the leaders that I coach, like I talk about, you gotta, we gotta start building your team. We have to start delegating. We have to start empowering people to do it. And they're like, oh, they just don't wanna do it because it hurts. It's, it's, it's pain, it's growth pains. It's okay. just growth. It's just growth, right? So check your emotions and, and, and use them for a catalyst for change and growth, not, not to paralyze you, okay? So that was live it. Now we're going to lead it, right? So let me just give you one more thing to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, think about the law of pain. Directly related to leadership here, right? You know, how do we lead from the law of pain and how do you apply this law in your life? So applying this law in your life, like there's several questions you can explore, but you know, I want to move forward. So I'm just going to give you a couple here, right? So how do you deal with the pain? Do you do everything and anything that's possible to avoid pain? Or do you endure it since you know you have to get through one way or another? Like I'm thinking through, I was in this school today that I'm going to be in charge of over the next, I don't know, you know, 60 days or so, maybe as we hire the next leader and I just looked around. I was like, wow, first day of school is 30 days away. <laughs> Where do I start? What do I do? You know? And I just went back. Oh, you've done this before. This is the framework you've used. Let's start to map out the framework. And I'm going to be teaching that framework actually this upcoming week. So um, come to our strategic planning made real simple uh, workshop. It's free. It's on uh, Thursday. Uh, July 7th, Thursday, and, 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 and the links in the comments here. I, I just use that format, right? And as, as the pain started to hit me about, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? I was like, ah, you got this. You know, you've already done it, right? So how do you deal with pain, right? Do you work to embrace it and remain positive, or do you just let it paralyze you, Okay. And we all know uh, people who let it paralyze us. Don't let pain paralyze you. Now, thinking about where you are in the spectrum of how you view bad experiences can guide you, right, in taking great advantage of uh, growing from this pain. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what schools I go into, there's pretty much a situation I haven't seen, right? So I've seen this before. I've seen this behavior before. Now, recently I've been handling, you know, a school that's under fraud investigations. I, I've never actually handled that before, <laughs> but I've handled the uh, behavior that got to the fraud uh, before, right? Human behavior. So we all know it, and we all know that getting an understanding of what has happened and recognizing uh, the emotions you have because of these experiences is the, is the start to, to uh, creating positive action moving forward, okay? Numerous, 
numerous pathways, and here's a few things you can do. One is get input from others, okay? And this is where your inner circle is so important. And when I say get input from others, get input from others who have been there before. This is important. Before you ask somebody what they think, make sure they do. Before you ask them their opinion, make sure they have experience in it. Okay? Don't just ask Joe Smith, your neighbor, who has no idea what you're talking about. All right? So get input from others. This is where your inner circle and your mentor is really, really critical. Number two, understand your emotions. When I get emotional, I get dumb. And I honestly don't have a lot of IQ points, everybody. Like, I'm, I got 700 on my SATs. I never took an IQ test, but I'm sure I'm bordering on um, the A word. I don't say the A word out loud. Uh, but average is the word. Anyway, uh, I, can't, I can't afford to lose IQ points. So I have, to, I have to learn to control my emotions. I have to make sure that I'm in a good in a good space to have the conversation, to, to think through the problem. Like, you know, I mean, that's usually our problem, right? Is that the same level of thinking that got us into the problem cannot be the same level of thinking that gets us out of the problem. But I can't think well when I'm emotional, okay? So get input from others, understand your emotions. Next, identify a, a specific desire to change that you want to have. This is vision casting. What is it that you want to see? Someone asked me the other day, who do I compare myself to? I said, I compare myself to who I want to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. I don't compare myself against other people. That's not me. That's someone else's life. I know where I want to be. I know the results I want to get. So get input from others. Understand your emotions. Identify the desired change that you want to have. And think about what positive change you can influence, either in yourself and others. Okay? Think about the greater impact that you're going to make, you know, uh, by doing this. All right. So, above all, remember that personal growth requires action. Listen, everybody. The purpose of the goal, right, or that desired change Identify the specific desire change, right? It's a goal, it's an outcome, whatever it is. The purpose of the goal, right, of setting the goal is not to achieve the goal. The purpose of the goal or the outcome is to grow into the person who can now achieve that goal or to grow into the organization or to grow into the team. It's not to achieve the goal to check it off. Stop it. It's not, it's not how fast can I achieve it, it's how far can I grow. And personal growth requires action. You're not going to grow by doing the same, the same behaviors that are getting you bad results or basic results or not the results you desire. Okay, so if you haven't been acting when a bad experience happens, then you're simply just avoiding it. Step into the pain. <laughs> Step outside of your comfort zone. Don't let another painful experience go by without learning and growing from it. All right. 
So let's go to the next one. <clears throat> Law of the rubber band. I got some rubber bands here if you're watching on video. Hopefully you got a rubber band around. Great uh, reminder, I wear a couple of them on my on my wrist for this very reason, to remind me of the law of the rubber band. Now, this is, this is the thesis behind this law. Growth stops when you lose tension between where you are and where you could be. So, you know, again, if I'd ask you a question, do you want to grow, right, how would you respond? Most people are resounding, yes, yeah, I want to grow. But the truth is the matter, truth of the matter is most of us, right, don't grow. They, we avoid growth. We avoid, um, you know, the, this form of pressure because we don't want to feel uncomfortable. We don't want to be put in uncomfortable situations. You see, we've been taught, right, we've been taught that comfort is a place to be desired and, and strive for. But if I can, I would like to introduce a new thought. All living things grow, and that growth requires stretching. True life begins at the end of our comfort zone, and we arrive there by stretching. Yeah, I mean, think about this rubber band, right? If you got a rubber band, how many things can you use this? Think about using this rubber band for. You can hit the pause button. Hit the pause button. Take take a minute and write some things down, but. That rubber band, it could be you know, around your wrist, right? If I had hair, I could put it in my hair, wrap some papers. I used to be a newspaper guy, right? So I used to roll the newspapers and throw it, you know? So holding things together, holding books together, you know, flinging them across the, <laughs> the classroom. Don't do that, kids. That's bad. I mean, there's, there's so many uses for the rubber band, right? Holding things together. But, but, but here's the thing. Rubber bands are only useful if they're stretched, right? I mean, if I got this rubber band, and if you're watching a video, you know, it's just loose. Put my finger through it and just kind of, you know, if I don't have any tension on it, it's, it's worthless. You would not be where you are today without some form of tension and stretching taking place. Now, for some of us, it's when we graduated high school or you know, college and when we got to that point, like, whew, I can stop learning. I have my degree. I am, I am, you know, ready to go, right? I mean, I remember I had a teacher when I was in my first principal job, and we talked about doing a book study. And she said, I haven't read a book since I graduated college. I think she was a 10-year veteran. <laughs> it made a lot of sense, that's for sure, when uh, she said that, right? No offense, but that was her thought. Growth ended when I got my degree. I no longer am required to grow them in the position that I've always desired. That's not true. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. The truth is that we need to continue to grow throughout our lives. But with growth comes that discomfort, right? That trying of new things, that you know, putting ourselves in, in you know, painful new situations. And what we felt in school was like, you know, just enough, you know, attention maybe to get our diploma or, you know, you know, whatever it was. And most of the time, I could tell you, I could speak for myself. I mostly just did what I needed to do just to get by. Just to get by, get that check mark and move forward. She wanted to get out of school, right? Because my thought was, is once I get done here, right, 
once I get done here, I can pretty much do whatever I want. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is, God's gift to us is potential, and our gift to God is developing. I don't want to put my faith on you, but pretty much every day, you know, I thank him. Thanks for putting me in a situation today. Thanks for putting me in a situation where I can stretch and I can grow and I can and I can learn and I can help and I can be the difference maker. There's not many days that I'm not outside of my comfort zone in some situation or another. And I put myself in that situation, right? By continually stretching, not only physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. So in, so in that uh, Law of the Rubber Band, the chapter, if you have the book in the 15 Laws of Growth, if you don't have it, I highly recommend it. And we're going to definitely do a book study on it before the year is over. Um, it's, a, it's a great book. I got, there's so many great books out there. And remember, the most important thing about reading a book on self-help or you know, self-growth or you know, development is actually implementing what you learned. It's not just reading the book. It's actually implementing it, right? So here's seven benefits to tension that I just want to share with you. I'm not going to go too deep. You know, you can get the book or you know, join the book study when we do it. But few people ever want to be stretched, right? The first point, few people ever want to be stretched. And it's like literally saying to your employer, like, I know I'm overqualified, right? But I promise I want to use half of my ability. It, it just makes me think of one of my favorite uh, movies. You know, I don't like what happened, um, you know, the act of Kevin Spacey. But I love the movie. Um, uh, when, when, you know, if you've seen it, like he goes into like the Burger King to like, you know, Burger World or whatever to like apply for a job because that was like his dream job when he was a teenager. He's like, I'm looking for the least amount of responsibility as possible. <laughs> right. That's that's this, you know, he was done. He's like, you know, he was like, I don't know if he could do this. I'm sure there's great you know, training programs. Right. You know, here's the guy certainly overqualified, but, you know, definitely not going to work. But here's the truth. Most people only use part of their actual uh, potential, right? I mean, when's the last time that you did anything at 100%, 100%, gave it your all for every single moment of that time? It's rare. It's very, very rare. David uh, Godin, who uh, wrote an article on uh, personal growth, claimed that only 32% of the U.S. population had ever been in a bookstore. 32%. Why is this stat so alarming? It's because if we're not willing to relearn and grow, I mean, when's the last time you learned something new for the first time? When's the last time you tried something for the first time? So that's the first piece. It's just a point to understand few people ever want to be stretched. So if you're, so if you're a school leader right now, if you're a coach right now, like you probably have a growth mindset, which is a choice that you made. And one of the issues we have in leadership is we put our faulty assumptions on those that we lead, that they too aim to grow as much as we do. So you have to you have to understand that before you can lead somebody, you have to understand where they are, right? They need to grow from where they are. Number two, settling for the status quo. Most people are satisfied to settle in the comfort zone of life. They're falling into just familiar patterns and habits that they've learned from those around them. And being in the comfort zone may feel good and feel safe, but it will lead to mediocrity and ultimately dissatisfaction. It takes real courage to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. 
Nobody remembers average people. Nobody. They just don't. All right, number three, stretching is an inside job. Now, the real process of growth begins with your thoughts, and those thoughts then become your words, and your words become actions. James Allen, one of my favorite authors, he wrote, as a man think of, said, you cannot travel within and stand still without. You cannot travel within and stand still without. I mean, think about it. All life, you know, except that mankind grows to its fullest potential. All life. I mean, it's only mankind that, that you know, circumvents, you know, the process of nature growing. I mean, let's just think about it. How tall will a, how tall will a tree grow? A tree doesn't decide to stop growing. It continues to grow its whole life. I mean, the acorn, right? I mean, think of the acorn, how small it is. An acorn, you know, it's the size of a quarter, maybe a little bit bigger. And it grows these unbelievable forests. No one tells it when to stop growing. It just keeps growing. It just does it. It's an inside job, right? It's an internal measurement that allows you to evaluate where you are against where you're capable of. Do you have a, a clear destination of where you want to be six months from now, a year from now, five years from now? That's why I love our empowered executives inner circle. I mean, our mastermind group that meets every week with principals, I mean, I'm really excited when we launch in a couple of weeks. Like, we're going to go through some really heavy stretching, some really deep dives, because we're going to start really writing down and getting a clear picture of not only what our school is going to look like at the end of the year, but what, are we, what is our, our life going to look like at the end of the year? Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be, right? It's their choice. It's their life. But to live fully empowered is knowing that you and only you have the, have the choice and opportunity to, to you know, create change for yourself. You're fully equipped. You're fully resourced. Anyway, sorry. Got on a tangent. Okay. Now, number four, stretching always requires change. Change is always a challenge because it propels us out of our comfort zone. Right? So just, just a couple of real truths that you can't improve and avoid change at the same time. Like, you can't get better being the same person that you were. It, it's possible, right? You can't. So we have to stop looking over our shoulder at, at what was and start focusing on what is. And I find it interesting that, you know, you will not find a successful person that's not restless. Like, my wife's always young. It's like, we just sit down and relax. We, no, I got, I got things to do. <laughs> And to quote George Eliot, says, it's never too late to be what you might have been. I love that. Zig Ziglar said something similar. He said, he said, he said, you don't have to be great to start, but to be great one day, you do have to start. And you start anytime you want. I re, you know, I recently told a story of the, you know, of the charter school that I'm, um, you know, sadly closing down here in, in uh, North Carolina and helping all of, you know, the employees find a new job as best as I can. And, um, you know, you know, one of the ladies, she had been in education for you know, decades and told, told me a story about how she, she always wanted to you know, start a bakery, right? She always wanted to you know, start her own piece. And, and her one regret was that when she started at that school, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, she's still in the same position. Every year it was like, 
you know, I'll try that next year. Or I'll take that step next year. And, you know, someday's not on the calendar, everybody. It's just not. I've never seen it. Sunday is there, but someday is not. <laughs> if you're still satisfied with what you did five years ago, you're not growing. I'm not satisfied with what I did five minutes ago. I wish you could go back and close this recording and start over. And maybe some of you are thinking the same thing, but if you're still hanging in there, maybe, maybe you're still with us. All right, number five, stretching sets you apart from others. Have you noticed that people have seemed to become satisfied with mediocrity? I mean, this is about personal concession to be less than your best. And I find it so interesting that excellence seems to be further and further away from, you know, from being accepted. Successful people set themselves apart from the crowd by going over and above what others do. There is no traffic. <laughs> there is no traffic in the extra mile, everybody. I can guarantee you. There's a lot of traffic at the bottom of the hill, though. Oh, my gosh, trying to get out of there is crazy. And as you stretch and get better, you'll be able to affect and infect others who will follow your lead, and everyone will become better. That's what leader is. Being a leader is about inspiring, right? If you can inspire people to be, do, and have more, you are a leader. Now, number six, stretching can become a lifestyle. When you stop stretching, you stop growing, and perhaps you even in, I'm sorry, when you stop stretching, you stop growing, and perhaps even stop in some ways. You know, I'm, for one, going to continue to stretch and grow as long as I'm on this planet. It's, I just love to learn. I love it every day. And there's many days where I say, gosh, man, I wish I could just get paid to, like, read books and learn. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is, that is why I get paid. <laughs> I get paid, right? I get contracted because of what I know and what my skill or my wisdom or whatever may be. So if you wanna if you wanna live a more empowered life, if you wanna raise your raise your salary or raise your opportunities in life, you gotta learn. You gotta start growing from right where you are. But don't stop. Make stretching yourself a daily routine. I do yoga every day too. <laughs> Uh, stretching gives you a shot at significance. Number seven, last one. You see, if you're going to grow yourself, you have to first know yourself. Now, what's the gap between good and great? Could it be that our ability to close that gap is directly related to our willingness to be stretched? I mean, the gap in life, you know, the biggest gap in life is the gap between what we know and what we do. And in between that gap, we're held by the comfort zone. If you find yourself saying, I know, I know, I know, stop asking yourself, do you know? Ask yourself, how well do I do? That's going to close your gap. Every single day, investing in yourself, stretching yourself, growing yourself. I mean, I want to make a difference doing something that makes a difference, at a time that makes a difference, with people who make a difference, right? It's John Maxwell's mission. And that's what I aim to be, a difference maker, the leadership development of individuals and organizations. And when John says this, I want to make a difference, you know, doing something that makes a difference at a time that makes a difference with people who make a difference. Well, those people are you. I'm ready. Are you ready? You can come along? Because we got work to do. 
our kids are our kids are struggling. They're 16, 18 months out of, you know, virtual learning. Our teachers are struggling. You know, they're dreading coming back. They don't want to come back. Most of them, they don't want to come back. If you're a principal right now, listen to this. This year, opening this school is going to be way harder than last year. Way harder. It's going to take a lot of influence. It's going to take a lot of relationship building. It's going to take a lot of understanding. But isn't that why you got into this, right? To be stretched. To stretch others. I mean, the real bottom line of the law of the rubber band is, are you always looking for a better way to do what you already do? This whole return to normal thing is crap. Sorry, it just is. You're not going back to normal. There's no normalcy. There's maybe a, you know, like a past routine, something you could maybe repeat. Maybe there's an image that's normal, but there's not going to be anything normal. You don't want normal. Normal's going back into your comfort zone. Normal's being worse or at the same position you were 18 months ago. I can't get back to those 18 months of life. Are you prepared to stretch out of your comfort zone and propel to your desired future? Are you ready to take that step? And I, and I just think that the law of the rubber band is, is my favorite. It's just my favorite law and understanding, right? You know, besides John's law of the lid, right? And it's, it's pretty much the same thing that, that you are the, you know, you are the lid on your own success and your team's success. If, if you're a five out of 10 in leadership, I mean, your team's never going to get above a four because they're constantly smacking their head on you. If you don't learn to, put some tension on your leadership skills. If you don't grow yourself, you're gone. You're not gonna be there. You gotta keep tension. You gotta, you gotta be able to bend. You gotta be able to stretch. You gotta be able to grow. You gotta be intentional. Everybody has the same 24 hours in a day, but some people are just way more effective with their 24 hours. You've gotta make different decisions. I got to make different decisions. We all need to make different decisions to be able to move forward. We got to embrace the pain. We got to learn through it. We got to ask ourselves, what role did I have in this pain problem? What do I need to do differently? How am I going to stretch? Who's been there before? Who can I ask? Where can I grow? Well, where can I get more? I mean, we're all going to have pain, but how you choose to deal with it is going to determine your circumstances. It's not about reacting. It's about your response. Okay? It's about your response. So I hope, I hope this lesson added value today. Thanks for listening live. Thanks for listening on the archive, whether you're listening on our podcast or on our YouTube page, our Facebook page. Here's what I would ask. If there's an opportunity, rate us. If it's a one out of five, give us a one out of five. I can take it. I need feedback, right? I know I need to improve. Like it if we said something. Share it out. Drop a comment in. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you, you know, you're getting notified when 
you know, we go live. I mean, it's, it's my goal to bring you what I'm learning, what I'm thinking, what I'm growing through to accelerate your leadership. We've got some great opportunities uh, coming up. We've got some free workshops uh, on uh, strategic planning and school leadership. You know, check them out on our webpage. Go to lbleaders.com. You know, you know, check out our uh, strategic uh, planning made real simple. Like, listen, strategic planning is hard, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to take the life out of you. I'm going to show you a nice, easy way, a real easy framework that you can take this law of pain and law of rubber band and just and just grow and grow your team and live a more empowered life. Go ahead and, uh, you know, you can sign up. Um, I'll make sure I put the comments in here. Um, you know, the link in the comments uh, to that workshop, it's completely free. You know, for you, it's, it's Wednesday, uh, July 7th. I highly encourage that you come. We've got our uh, Principal Leadership Academy, Digital Leadership and Mentoring and Coaching Programs. We've got our Empowered Executives Inner Circle. I mean, each week, imagine you know, spending time with nine or ten other leaders in your same shoes talking about, you know, you know, the pain, the law of the pain and, and you know, asking their opinion, like, how do I, you know, how do I grow through this? How do I how do I navigate through this a challenge? I mean, having those other leaders on your side every single week is so powerful. We're about to launch that in a couple of weeks. We launched it the week of uh, July 19th, um, you know, our first live you know, sessions uh, together to get better prepared for this upcoming school year. Reach out to me at Tom at LBLeaders.com. I, you know, I'd be happy to walk you through what, you know, what those look at because, because, because here's the thing. You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And what I'm highly encouraging you is to remove the isolation and start putting yourselves in a position around other leaders that are more successful than you. They can help you grow and they can help you stretch and put you in a constant environment for growth. And that's our goal. Our goal is to be the difference making the leadership development of individuals and organizations. And I would and I would encourage you to be a part of that. So reach out, uh, lbleaders.com, go ahead and you can click on uh, the uh, schedule a, a quick call button and I'll be happy to talk and walk you through, uh, you know, what those pieces look like. And if not, no big deal. Make sure you uh, participate in our free upcoming workshops. You're going to you're going to need it. You know, you're going to need improved strategy on how to uh, uh, set vision, set goals and execute through a specific strategy while you're building relationships with the people you serve. So, again, thanks, everybody. I believe in you. I believe in your dream. And I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Bye bye.